Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we are going to be talking about Judy Garland. We could just start off with kind of sharing some of our first thoughts about her. So with Judy, I've always known her actually as like from the gay community and how much they love her. Because it's going to sound shocking. I only really watched Wizard of Oz for the first time like this year. So oh, wow. <laughs> I watch things like Drag Race and like they had the veterans on in season five and like they spoke about Judy and everything like that. That's how I know her as the gay icon that she is. And this is going to this is going to sound so bad because I literally said this about Natalie Wood, but I didn't know she was in so many films. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like her most iconic. She only has a few like really iconic and then nobody yes. else has really seen the other yeah. ones. Oh, right, police, because summer, oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> the only one, but always favourable opinion. Um, but yeah, I've never really explored her as an actress until now, and I think I love her. She's great. Okay. She is, oh. But like, it, it's so heartbreaking, because obviously the off, offset dramas and stuff, it's just mm-hmm. oh, so sad. It makes me very upset. Yeah. And I, I knew of that as well. Like, I knew all like, the stuff with her, the pill addictions and things like that. But then actually getting to know her as an actress... And then starting to stand her that way, it just makes the hit all the more worse. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a um, thought? Oh, yeah. I guess I've really only known her from The Wizard of Oz. I hate The Wizard of Oz, but that's only from having seen it, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. <laughs> we are getting into that. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't really actually remember specifically why I hated it. I know it wasn't her, but maybe I'll have to rewatch it at some point. Um, Sorry. <laughs> That was a terrible introduction, but <laughs> I so <love> yeah, it. <laughs> I guess I never was like, wow, I really want to watch more of her movies, especially because I used to be like afraid of old films, which is really ironic, but <laughs> so yeah, I think it was until, not until maybe last year that I started getting into her stuff more because I was like exploring old Hollywood and I was just captivated by her screen presence and like her voice and she just was a lot different than I expected I guess I not that I expected her to be a bad actor or anything like that but she was a lot more modern than I thought she would be I guess if we could get into our top three films yes this is so <laughs> that's kind of difficult yeah. I did put the Wizard of Oz as my third Okay, nice. I just feel like it's got a right to like still be like in contention to like one of the best films ever, for it to still be referenced today. Like I think it's aged really well. It's really a, just a great classic story about just a small town girl and she can help others find what you want in yourself. I love the over the rainbow sequence. I just think it's just brilliant. I know we might ha- we have another question about favorite songs, and that's actually not my favorite. But I just want to quickly mention how great it is now. It's in my Sudoku playlist. I love it. (laughs) It's on the bus. And I'm like, I have to try not to, like, get too emotional. And that shot, the shot when she opens the door and it turns into Technicolor. Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) And I love that. Like, I got emotional when I first watched that scene. And then when I, like, a couple weeks, like, two weeks after, I watched Babylon and they put it in the ending. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah. that's cool oh, I love that shot so much I love it I love it so yeah and I just feel like it's just something that like you put on can't go wrong with it yeah 
I think it wasn't like the first movie to have color, obviously, but it was definitely like influential. And I think a lot of people probably take that for granted, but it's really stunning. Do you have a favorite character or is Dorothy your favorite? Oh, well, actually, I love Toto. <laughs> I love her dog <laughs> so much. I like the scarecrow. I don't know how on earth they made it look like he was actually in that roll-up sack. Yeah, it's wild how good the makeup is, but then, like, it was really terrible for all of the actors. Yes. And, like, yeah. the lion was wearing, he was wearing actual animal furs and was suffocating. But it looks the, realistic. The guy, the tin man as well, hospitalized. Yeah. Margaret yeah. Hamilton almost pretty much died from the yeah. green paint. <laughs> it's insane. So practical effects are cool, but yeah, they don't, at what cost? Kill. Yeah, don't kill <laughs> no. your actors. Like. No. I am curious to try it again because I don't even really remember anything about it. So yeah. I don't know. Young me was just bitter about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> But that's a good pick. Classic, probably her go-to if you are to think of Judy Garland. My number three. So I put in the Harvey Girls. I love Is this that film. A... <laughs> Judy Garland plays Susan Bradley and she is on the train to New Mexico. And she's answered this Thing in the ad of this guy wanting to get married and she's just like sure we can get married which is just a very wild concept to me but she apparently was like writing letters with this guy who wasn't actually the guy who she thought she was writing letters with yeah. and so when she arrives there they don't get married after all and then she starts working at the Harvey house which is like a diner for the people who come to the town on the train and this is one I didn't love the movie but I really like Judy in it and it's so much fun to watch her be super spunky and she's just so adorable and I love women and like she never really got to interact with a lot of yeah. women in her movies yeah. which is so disappointing and I can get more into like my issues later since maybe you have something you wanted to say about it well because it is my number two Oh, okay. Nice. I love it. So this is perfect. We could just talk about the Harvey Girls now. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the overall film. Okay. As well. But no, that's one of the main points I wrote is that like it, she's with women. It's amazing. Yeah. And mine is Angela Lansbury's character. Who's, she's like the villain. So she's not with them. But like the women are so supportive of each other. Like they're just really nice of each other. Like when, especially before they even meet and they're on the train and she's showing them her wedding dress and stuff. Yeah. They're really excited for her. And I just, oh, I love it so much. And yeah, she never, she rarely interacts with women in her films. Yeah, what or even doing? like Ziegfeld Girl where they're, they hardly ever interact. And when they do, yeah. they're at odds with each other. Yeah, yeah. Because in Ziegfeld Girls, they all, like the main three women, They've also got a man with them in every scene, innit? Like, yeah. The, the Harvey girls gave it to us. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like the bit when she's getting the steaks in the other restaurant and she's got the gun? Oh in her my hand? god, that was my favorite part. She's just got these two like revolvers in her hand, like yeah. walking across the street in a little like dainty dress. It's like, oh, she's so cute. Yeah. 
And she's so funny in that movie too. Yes. Like she's really yeah. underrated, I think, as a comedic actress. Yes. And she's just like dual wielding these guns and has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, so yeah. good. I will say though, I don't really care for the man that she's not the one she's gonna marry, but the one who wrote the letters. Oh my god, I hate him. Yeah. He was what I hated about the movie. If yes. he yeah. hadn't been in it, I five stars. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. He kind of did ruin it. Like I had to yeah. keep reminding myself when he was on the screen of the greater the better scenes of all the women yeah. to get me through it. <laughs> yeah. The classic tale as well, like how she she's just gonna meet this guy she's gonna marry, and then like she's falling in love with the letters. I don't know, they could have been really nice and sweet. Yeah, because the whole thing with him is, I think he was supposed to be internally different than how he presented, because he was like the creepy guy that owned the, like the brothel, basically. And I think that's why I like hated his character and the fact that they got together, because he was so mean to her before, and he was like trying to get all of the Harvey girls out of the town, and physically threatening them and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they're in love like it doesn't make any sense yeah so I think it would have been okay if that sort of character had existed but then a different character had been the romantic interest yes yeah so that's a very good point he should have just been like a villain yeah because I thought it was fine that he existed as a villain because he was very scary and I did not like him (laughs) but then yeah just like that total shift in her viewpoints of him was just stupid. Yeah, totally agree. I was gonna say the guy that she was going to marry, they just say, Oh yeah, no, it's fine, don't worry, you don't want to marry me, it's fine. And yeah. it. That's so great. Yeah. I love old films. Always like they'll pursue, pursue, pursue. No, he was fine with it. And I was also Ray Bolger, right? No, that was Joe Wills. Joe Wills. Oh, it's oh okay, never mind. Then... This is a I don't know any of these older actors. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> They're all on my stats now, but I don't oh, no. Yeah, they were. <laughs> no, Ray Bolger, I don't even know why he was in the movie. No offense, he was just as it, a yeah. character. He was just there. Like, I he really didn't... genuinely thought he was the guy she was married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the one that became the blacksmith, but he didn't know how, what he was doing because he was afraid of you. horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because... Oh my god, I just remembered the scene with yeah. like his partner, the woman, and she Yeah. She was an icon. Yeah, I loved her. I loved her. Yeah. And then she just left after her scene where she was like shoeing the horse. And she was touching like the hot horseshoe, like with her bare hands. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> also, with the songs, what do you think? Because I'm not gonna lie there are some bangers on this film like <laughs> yeah that uh, the adjacent topeka and santa fe yeah. is like gonna be stuck in my head forever <laughs> it's all in one take as well really and they did it they filmed it twice and judy hit her mark every time i say every time but yeah it, it yeah. was just <laughs> two times they filmed it and she did it perfectly. Wow. it's amazing i will say like she was not exactly the most professional actor but like when she was doing what she needed to do yeah like she was perfect so yes yeah it's just too bad like she wasn't really very punctual or yeah anything like that yeah but that wasn't her fault I don't feel like no yeah. it was other fault. yeah I liked 
the, I don't remember what it's called, but the one that she sang with Sid Charisse and Virginia O'Brien, I think. Yes, where, in, when yeah. they're like in the, not in their bedroom, like on the porch, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was cute. And they were all like in their little nightgowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Did you have a favorite song? On the, how do you pronounce it? Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe one. Uh huh. Is it Atchison? No, Atchison. Atchison. I could not read my, is my handwriting? But this is going to sound bad. I don't know the name of it as well, but the opening song when we first see Judy, and she's like on the, train out a bit yeah I just that like that so that's a great introduction I love her I love her in this film <laughs> also I was going to give it five stars but I felt so pressured so I gave it four and a half because of oh. all the low reviews on Letterbox. don't feel pressured no I should have yeah. <laughs> but I think four and a half is fair just given like how much you didn't like the love interest yes I can knock it off for him but yeah yeah I was really surprised at how low the reviews were yeah I didn't think it was like that bad and as a film I was really impressed with how well it was made because there were some really cool camera movements in there that just like really surprised me because like with old Hollywood I'm not used to the camera really moving at all so and the shot I know it's like kind of creepy but where they were like setting the glass table and the camera was like under the table and they're all smiling down was like a little creepy but (laughs) But, like the vibe was there like we got what it was going for yeah yeah do you remember the part where Judy and the guy are like sitting it's like at nighttime after the dance and she's sitting down by like the rock in the yes. valley yes and yeah, he like yeah. throws the flower at her <laughs> <laughs> this guy can he not <laughs> what was the point of that like why didn't he just give it to her he just chucked it at her <laughs> <laughs> she just sat there minding her own business like on the rock and he just throws at her like nah. very romantic obviously oh yeah <laughs> But I do also briefly want to mention Angela Lansbury. Oh my God, I love her. Yes, yes. She's amazing in this. Oh, yeah. Also, I will say the movie is, while outdated in its views on like sex work, it's also a bit progressive at the same time. Like the messaging as a whole is eh. But like Judy's character has this nice little thing where she says to Angela at the end where she's like, you were a lot different than I thought you would be like in a positive way and so yeah, I just thought yeah. that was nice that they was, at least included that they were trying with something yeah, yeah that is the 40s you've got to let them do it in that way if that makes sense like they yeah I'll be- take what I can get yeah. so I'm gonna knock it back you know how we talk about like how good it is in that way but like, her costumes are so good oh my god they are I love everything Angela wore like <laughs> did you have a favorite in particular Oh, I did not have a favourite in particular, I won't lie. Uh, I just knew that I loved all of them. That's the most, like, diplomatic, but, like, cop-out answer. I think the one that she wore to the dance, maybe, I was just going to mention the dance was so good. That was a very good scene. Yeah. When they all come in. That was my favourite scene after the... What did I say was my favourite? 
oh the steak scene that's the best one but then the dance is the second <laughs> I love that dance scene the waltz they do oh beautiful yeah and I wanted there to be a dance-off but it didn't happen <laughs> oh not fair Judy V. Angela oh my god and then Ray Boulder's dance is really fun <laughs> yes yeah and when he like ran up to the camera <laughs> this film is so good you're just making me want to watch it again you should so this was your number two then. That was my number two. So for my number two, I don't know if you've seen this one, so let me know, but it's for me and my gal. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this was released in 1942. Judy is playing opposite Gene Kelly in his very first movie. And they form this vaudeville act and they're touring across the U.S. and World War II is going on, and it's just oh, World War One. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's funny because it's basically a World War II propaganda film, both yeah. set during the first one. Bizarre. Why did they just make it modern day? <laughs> it looks modern, like for yeah, the fourth. Right. I will say the propaganda elements of the film, like I despise. We can get into that later. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think this might be my favorite performance of Judy's. And I just love her and Jean Kelly together. Yeah. And she's able to do comedy and drama and romance, all of that in one movie. This is a bit maybe controversial. Um, I don't like it that much. Okay. I don't know what I don't know. I think it's me and this weird week of having where I haven't really been um that invested in films. I don't know. I think I'm sure. just a bit my head's not in it at the moment. But it's probably my least favorite of the gene and judy films but i liked it i thought it was fine it's fine but, oh it's so difficult because i am more of a gene kelly stan than a judy garland stan so i kind of watch these films with him in mind just if that sounds oh i sound so bad oh no that's okay i love judy i love her so much well like if gene's in the film i'm gonna watch him <laughs> <laughs> no that's fair i guess <laughs> But like, I really thought it actually takes a while to get into it. About an hour and 10 minutes in, he gets a telegram that he's been drafted for World War One, And so he doesn't want to do it because he wants to perform at the palace. And so he like breaks his hand. But like, that's like the main piece of synopsis, like on Letterboxd and online. So I thought that was going to happen right at the beginning. It's yeah. a lot of build-up before. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, so I was a bit conf confused on that front. Maybe they... It's a bit tricky, isn't it, in those days? They probably couldn't really lead a film with someone dodging. Like, you probably just <laughs> yeah. couldn't do that. Like, and then that's obviously, like, some end scenes that we will get into, obviously, happen the way they do, because they had to make the character likeable in those days. But, yeah, I was just waiting for it to happen, like, for a while. Um, But, oh, Judy and Jean dancing together. <laughs> No, Magic. no, nothing can be no. beaten. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. It's so good. Like, I could just watch them for hours. Yeah. I love that they made three movies, but I wish they'd made at least five more. <laughs> three is not enough. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's fair. I think I just enjoyed the vaudeville elements of the movie and kind of like watching their relationship progress because while it was still very much like an old Hollywood relationship in the sense that they like, 
just fell in love. Like at least we got to see it develop instead of yeah. just them like we're in love, we're getting married. And the stuff with the palace and like how they wanted to, that was their dream to perform there and watch them work their way up to that. But yeah, I guess we could talk about the propaganda. What do you think about that? I genuinely think, I know this isn't really the propaganda part, but I think it's insane that they showed him actively like trying to not get into the army. I I know that they do, (laughs) but I can't believe it. like, this is his first film no one knows this man no one knows gene kelly at this moment unless i think he was big on broadway yeah 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 not in hollywood not as an actor yeah oh no the west coast people no idea who is this man (laughs) they don't know they don't go to new york no but but i just feel like so ballsy to do and then it does annoy me that it obviously then turns into him actively trying to get into the to enlist because of what happened to Judy's brother. Um, and it's, oh, it's annoying, but like also I feel like the Hayes Code probably wouldn't have allowed it any other way or like mm-hmm. just the times in those days. But oh, the end scene where he's fighting, hate it. Hate it so much. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I will say the reason he does enlist is like really stupid and seemed very out of character for Judy because her character's brother literally just died yeah. in the war. And then she tells Gene Kelly, you have to serve now. Like, and I'm like, no, if my brother died, I would not tell like my husband, no, yeah. you have to go and risk your life. But you want so. to lose two, two men in your life? No. Yeah, and they're like the only people that she could depend on. So I can get as plot point. It would make sense later on, but it's literally right after she got the telegram. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know what you watched it on, but so I watched. Oh, I rented it on Google Play. So at the end, it says to oh, I can't remember what it. You know I what remember, I'm talking about, yeah. it, don't you? Yeah, it's like yeah. Or something. Yeah, it's like support your troops and buy war bonds like at the box office. <laughs> but it probably worked. If Judy yeah. Garland told me to buy war bonds, I probably would. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> but yeah, the fighting scene was stupid. Not all older war movies, but just some of them don't really understand what was going on and so I just think it comes off as like very stupid and naive yeah and I get that they probably wouldn't really want to show the horrors of war especially because they probably didn't know but maybe just don't show it at all yeah yeah rather than like fabricate it and stuff like yeah uh, it's not right yeah but I like that Judy's character like tour she went on the uso tour yes yeah and um, she had her own band as well at the end yeah it was um, was, oh i can't remember the name but blank and palmer isn't it oh gosh don't ask me (laughs) at the end it was her name and yeah brilliant (laughs) so it was nice to see her being successful like even without gene kelly's character it was kind of sad because they always wanted to like do stuff together i liked the characters I like the performances and the scene with Judy and Jean like in the coffee shop is so cute and 
yeah. they have their little dance cool. number he like bought her the song that she'd always like wanted to sing yeah. and then they like practiced it in the diner oh, it's so yeah. beautiful <laughs> I love it a beautiful start to a great friendship as well from them too. yeah makes me very happy we just spent the last five minutes talking about Judy and Jean. We're going to spend more on them because this might be controversial. Okay. My favourite Judy film is The Pirate. Oh, okay. I love this film so much. <laughs> it's obviously it's such a different tone because I waited until today to read all of the IMDb trivia for all the films I've seen so I would remember them. Oh, boy. So I did not know about... <laughs> the stuff that happened offset which obviously so like trigger warning um judy did try to commit suicide as they were filming this or around the time and it's just it's crazy it's just so sad it really is because also maybe this is a testament to her acting skills but you don't see any of that you know what i mean like, i know this yeah. is real life and stuff but i would never have guessed that she was feeling that way watching her performance in this obviously it doesn't compare but like it was a box office flop as well. Yeah. I but I what? <laughs> it was so good. Like, so yeah, I just oh it's so tricky. I just loved it so much. I wonder if it would have been different if I knew all this. But I'm glad you liked it. Really enjoyed it. I really did. And also, so the things I enjoyed it for as well, I probably wouldn't in any other film. Like, but I think it's because it's like Jean looks so good in it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's on the when he like kidnaps her oh, oh so much and he kind of locks her in the room but it never happens but like, we normally watch and be like oh my god leave her alone what are you doing but I don't know they've got so much chemistry together and there's so much charm there that like you're not I don't feel like that when I'm watching I don't feel like icky about it or anything like it's just a bit of fun it's just I mean enough. the movie is not realistic at all no yeah <laughs> so he's like pretending to be a pirate that Judy fancies but in reality, the man she's marrying is actually the pirate. <laughs> Brilliant plot. It's so good. Uh, I was um, not expecting that, I will say. I was shocked. shocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even, I just thought it was so good. I like Vincent Minnelli as a director. I really love the films they did together. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did. Uh, I'm that. I'm like... <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. Oh, I do also just want to do a quick little shout out to the Gene bit where he's smoking a cigarette, puts it in his mouth, kisses a woman on the lips, brings it back out of his mouth and blows smoke on her. <laughs> That's insane. That is so this, this icky movie, to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie flopped. Like, how did that flop? <laughs> is Gene Kelly in booty shorts? Like... <gasps> The audience is wearing a romper in one scene. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my god! I can't believe I was watching, and that's like a. Oh, I, I also. Oh, see, this is gonna be so problematic, but I really like when he does the voodoo trick on her. Oh yeah, but yeah. Apparently, in, like I, in test screenings, they didn't. The studio heads did not want to keep that in. Don't really, like it was just was it too like sexual or something i don't I think really so remember. i think it was okay. seeing her as well like they probably didn't like like sorcery and magic yeah, yeah. communism no. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh the 40s <laughs> 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 
the colors are beautiful as well it's very pretty yeah. shot yeah it's, I will say like I visually it. it's really good yeah <laughs> then, uh, yeah <laughs> uh, we'll leave it that I'm definitely not gonna talk too much about what I didn't like about it because I don't, I do not want to like ruin it for you but I think for me it's just like the racism and sexism it's just like glaring and yeah. sometimes I can just ignore it but I think the fact that they were all like in brown face and couldn't even pronounce like the Spanish words correctly I was yeah. like you could have tried a little bit <laughs> but because they kept like, saying Manuela and oh like, yeah no oh god <laughs> <laughs> but the songs I remember liking and like the choreography is good. Did Gene Kelly do the choreography? Or- oh, I, I do not know. Oh, I do not know. Choreograph, but I thought it like showed off everybody's skills very well. My favorite part of the movie is when I don't remember the context, but when she's like throwing stuff at him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely he's just like running around and she's like throwing bases and to me that oh, is just so funny I actually think I might need to watch this again I love this film <laughs> so much <laughs> I think for me this is like the most beautiful Judy looks in any of her movies that I've seen anyway okay I, I kind of agree for me it's Meet Me in St. Louis oh, okay. but she has the same long hair colour as yeah. well so yeah I'm on, I completely agree <laughs> Okay, should we go to my number one? What's your number one? Okay, we can talk about Gene Kelly some more because my number one is Summer Stock. Oh, I watched it today. (gasps) Summer Stock was released in 1950. It was Judy's last movie with MGM and with Gene Kelly. So basically she works on like this farm, uh, which is iconic. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) And uh, Gene Kelly is like the owner or the leader or something of this troupe of actors and dancers. And for some reason, they need to use her farm to rehearse. I don't really remember why, but But they need to use her space to practice for some show. And of course, she's like, at first, she is very against it, but then I think go on she gets involved in it and I just think it's really cute and fun it's my favorite of her and the Gene Kelly collabs and she looks great in it and I love all her costumes and the get happy number is yeah I love it so much (laughs) I also feel like the romance in this one between her and Gene Kelly is probably like her best in general of any of the romances she had in her movies because I'm not gonna lie I feel like a lot of the guys she was paired with in movies are like just some generic guy and I'm like I don't care (laughs) yeah this isn't doing anything for me (laughs) no and I think she and Gene Kelly just have amazing chemistry and I know they're not really filming outdoors but it's cool to get like a different sort of setting it feels like it it does feel like they're outdoors like in actual farm yeah and I like movies about putting on some sort of show, like some sort of production. Yes. Yeah. So very like dirty dancing. Yeah. Or like even like Footloose. Well, not foot, but the like her boyfriend, like her, and his dad. 
not her boyfriend, but like, the they, guy they were, she was going to marry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she were, didn't like, like him. It. No, and he was such a bore. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. He was. But yeah, they were like, like against it, weren't they? Like they, yeah. they didn't want it to happen. And I kind of love that. That's a great trope. Yeah, very footloose. Standout parts for me would be the scene where she's wearing like this purple dress and it's like she's singing sort of the sad song. And but he's sat. Yeah, and he's like on the porch. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Beautiful, beautiful scene. Lovely. What did you think of it? I did like it. I liked it as it goes second in the Judy and Jean films. But like how nice is it that like he fought hard to get her on the film in real life? Yeah. That's her friendship. It's so sweet. I love it so much. But yeah, I really like the film. Like it's the plot is just great. Like I can watch that in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did feel like he was Jean's character was dating Judy's sister. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like dump her and then kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but then almost Gene <laughs> Kelly and who cares? I wouldn't want to wait. I love the show they put on at the end, especially with yeah. the get happy song. But like, we did not see them rehearse for this once. Like, I wanted to see that. Like, we saw my snippet. But it's like a whole production. We didn't see any of this. Yeah. Did you like the um, the bit when all the actors move in and then like they're trying to do chores on the farm, but like they're all used to at it, and then yeah. Judy comes and she just smashes it out of the park. Like she's feeding the chicken, yeah. the pigs, and the chickens. Oh, it's that was cool. Film. Yeah, I have something I should tell you actually though. Right when I was okay. watching it, do you want do you want to know what thought popped into my head? Yes. <laughs> it so Summer Stock to me feels like an Elvis film. <gasps> yeah you're not wrong no I know what you mean though it definitely does have that vibe yeah but like a good eldest film yeah one of his better ones yeah. <laughs> who directed a Charles Walters oh I was gonna see if he did any Elvis films but he didn't I think he would have made a good Elvis film though because he also did High Society have you seen that I have not. I really liked it. I think it's very unpopular opinion because it's it's basically just a remake of the Philadelphia story, but a musical. I don't know. And so everyone was like, ugh, why did they do that? But I like it. Plus, you have Frank Sinatra being drunk, which is. No, I forgot Sinatra's in it. I know you don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) He also did another Judy movie. He, oh, he did Easter Parade. Did you watch that? I did watch Easter Parade. Okay. I did not like it. <laughs> yeah, I was hesitant to watch it, so I just decided no. <laughs> you kind of didn't miss much. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, it's just quite a sweet, it's very A Star is Born vibes. Like, he's, okay. Fred Astaire is making Judy's character to be, like, famous, to be his next dancing partner. So it's very, uh, very similar in themes. It's very, very weird to watch. But it's kind of like a no-stakes film. Like, it was fine. Okay. Not something to write home about. I did see something in relation to that. I think there was, like, a scene where they did a dance all in blackface. Is that accurate? Oh. No, not any no. parade. Fred has okay. said that in swing time he does blackface. Okay. I don't know but where I I'm worried. that, but... I definitely... Because, obviously, <laughs> there are other Judy films where it happens. I'm always repulsed. Yeah. I don't remember it. But now okay. I'm doubting myself. 
No, it's okay. Anyway, I, I guess that's not the point exactly, but I know she also did it in some other, especially like her earlier films. And I'm just wondering what you think about that. Oh, I just, I hate it so much. Blackface is the worst thing ever. We all know it. Like, it is. It's just awful. And it really, I hate seeing it so much. I hate it so much. The weirdest part is that, so with the Judy doing blackface, no one's ever spoken about her doing blackface, like, on the internet or anything, which I think is very interesting. Do we Are we ignoring it because it's Judy Garland? Like... We know she's she's not racist. Like she, oh, we we just not want to mention it. So when it happened in Bays and Arms, I just could not believe it. And obviously, this would never ever make it better. But like the scene was long. Like at least if it was like to so say it was swing time with the Fred Astaire film, it's I just skip skip. It's like a minute. The Bays and Arms scene was like five minutes, five to ten minutes. Oh man. We all like all doing it it was awful like mickey rooney as well which is insane because now i have seen him do yellow face and black face like oh boy i feel like it's very specific in who people are upset about having done it but i think the issue lies more in not who did it but like that someone was making them do it if that makes sense yeah 100%. Um, and i just think we should talk about it in terms of her though because it shows just how controlling the studio was over her. And I don't know, she probably didn't view it as problematic because it was like 1939 or something. But I don't know, it's just weird in general that they would put it in movies at all. They always have at least one racist song in old musicals. Because even in A Star is Born, like that song that she performs for James Mason, when she's like coming back from work and she's like oh. performing like what she practiced and I was shocked like I was like oh this is such a fun song oh wait okay yeah <laughs> get to this point though that I'm starting to see a lot like of it in these old films and I understand mm-hmm. why people are put off by old yeah. films because I-, I hate it I hate it so much yeah I definitely understand like the fear of watching older films and like is this going to be offensive So I would just say if you're scared, they don't watch most musicals because those are the ones where I find the most problem. I definitely don't want to be like, oh, it was of its time. But I guess I also shouldn't hold any, like the actors as accountable for it necessarily. Oh, no way. Yeah. I am of the, I believe with like older films, I should, there should always be like a disclaimer at the beginning. So see, I'm also of the mind that like I would be much more happy they just got rid of the scene. Yeah. I know it's like censorship, but like it's not adding anything. Like just get rid of it. I know yeah. some people are like, oh, you need it for preservation. But like, I would I wish you just I would just get rid of it. I'd edit out. I'm sorry. Maybe that's bad, but I just I don't want to see it. Well, I remember there was like a huge controversy over TCM airing like Gone with the Wind and Breakfast at Tiffany's and everyone was like oh you can't do that that's censorship but I feel like it's okay not to continue to like promote those films yeah we say teach people why it's wrong and like they can watch it if they want to but I think just like putting it on cable television is people probably aren't gonna interpret it in like a helpful viewpoint like they might just take it at face value because obviously now on like disney plus with the old disney films 
like Dumbo saying it's got a thing in the beginning. These are outdated views. I like having a disclaimer. I like that. I think that's very yeah. good. But yeah, just like even to America for Tiffany's, I wish <laughs> they would get rid of the Mickey Rooney scenes. Yeah. I think I know from what I've heard, heard it like doesn't even matter like exactly. to the story. Like they just put it in there for laughs which is also just disgusting yeah i don't think oh, it was even yeah. in the source novel i think it just is at the point where it's like we can watch it but there needs to be some sort of like education in relation to it yeah don't forget it because then that's just erasing something that is still important to know about but anyway i think all i really knew about the judy stuff was like people were trying to cancel her yeah that's and i like, don't like that she didn't choose to do that, and also she's dead. I'm not gonna do anything with that. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I think that just shows like the studio didn't view her as like a person. Yeah. And they just made her do stuff. I'm gonna say too, like MGM basically failed after she left them. So that just goes to show that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, karma as well. Yeah. But I don't know. It's complicated because she was difficult to work with, but I don't think they made it like any easier on her. Yes. Yeah. No. So I'm not going to necessarily blame her for some of the choices that she made, especially like her mother as well. It's just, I can't even imagine like what she went through. And yeah. I don't really understand like why people don't really seem to take any of this into account when they're talking about her or other child stars and stuff they're all like oh it was bound to happen that they were gonna get addicted to drugs and die young and stuff like that but there's like a reason that stuff happened exactly yeah there, there's a reason that she felt the need to have to go to have pills to get her up and down and that's not yeah. her that's the timetable they gave her like her shooting days and stuff like that. All the early problems in old Hollywood is from the studios. Yeah. The actors. It's incredible that they made, like they could complete any movies at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone five a year minimum. Yeah. Do you think as an actress, like the studios really gave her a chance to show her talent? Or do you think like she could have done even more than what she did so I think with her singing yes because like they had her belting out loads of different types of songs ballads fun swing like all of them but I don't think they pushed her as an actor I was reading today obviously when Vincent Minnelli directed her in Vivian St. Louis that's when he was shaving off her girl next door image which finally someone did she's turned into a young woman like she shouldn't be still a teen or something but um her better film acting wise and like narrative wise did definitely come out after the studio so like judgment in nuremberg and a star is born and even i can go on singing but like yeah mgm just did not use her very well i don't think no because that was when she made all those silly little musicals like when she was younger yes yeah Yeah. and they're they're not good they're all b movies i also feel like in that sense like she was in the same spot as natalie like when they were 16 like where they're just like we don't really know what to do with you so we're just gonna put you in all these really weird movies <laughs> so it's too bad maybe that she wasn't 
really like a child star in the sense of she was like eight or nine, but I also am glad like she didn't start acting that early because I don't think it would have been any more helpful. But yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, no. But she was always in performance, wasn't she? Yeah, she started out at the age of two as a vaudeville singer. Crazy. She was basically performing her entire life. They really did push her. Yeah. Too much to the point that she just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Great. And they also gave her an eating disorder. And that's one of the worst things I think you can do to a growing person. She was beautiful and we should celebrate all kinds of body types. And I just think they caused even more problems by not letting her just look the way she naturally looked yeah it reminds me of Brittany Murphy and how the paparazzi shamed her for losing weight and stuff this is kind of like Bertie's 40s version of that yeah that's true like it's awful women can just never get by in Hollywood no yeah I mean she was perfect just the way she was and I think just like really fully being able to understand what they did can help you give some of these actors a break yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. look at it in their shoes yeah i don't blame her for showing up late sorry like she's been through it yeah so you think like she was given the chance to act better like later on yes when i looked at her filmography i was like why on earth is she in judgment at nuremberg what? <laughs> i never knew her to be that dramatic as an actor that's why i feel like Oh, it just sucked because she had the dramatic chops. They just failed her. Failed her so much. Yeah. I feel like she was able to grow a little bit more than maybe, say, some of the other actors we've covered yeah. on here. And I'm glad she did get that chance. Yeah, I feel like MGM at least made movies around her as an actor. And I don't think they really did that for, like, John Garfield or no. Sharon Tate or something. So at least like she can sing and show off how good of a singer she is and a dancer. And she's always like a highlight for me as an actor. I'd say at least comparatively, she got to grow more. No, you're so right. They were there. Honestly, I like obviously hate MGM. I do hate them for the behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, they did put her in good films. Yeah. Come on. You can't deny that. Yeah. and she was a big draw as well, wasn't it? Like, and I, they knew that, but they just didn't treat her like that. I think that's the weirdest thing for me, is, like, they knew how important she was for them, and yet they treated her like garbage. It's madness, honestly. Really nasty to her. Really nasty. Had names for her. When she'd order food, they would give it to her. Give her, like, a piece of lettuce and the soup. Oh, that shows me so much so much yeah i want to say wasted talent i know obviously she isn't wasted like we all got to see it like but it's just like why treat her like that why yeah insane to me it just seems so i don't like maybe egotistical or something on their part to think we can get results from her and we'll take advantage of that but we don't really care about her as a person so what do you think is her most underappreciated or like lesser known? So I actually did put in, I put in the clock, her oh, role in okay. the clock. 
there was one I didn't know about. And I also want to see, this is so ironic as I literally just said what I said, but I like that it's not a musical and that's quite early on in there. Oh, see, I'm such a liar. They did put her in non-musicals. <laughs> also, another Vincent Minnelli film. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, like the biggest fan or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know he did American in Paris. Sorry, this is so awful. Like, I did not know oh. he did that This guy. Oh. Maybe you like him then. No, it's really bad in it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I don't think I've seen. Oh yeah, I've seen some came running with Spring Sinatra, and I hated that movie. Oh, I would not be watching that. <laughs> I despise that film. <laughs> and I've also seen Designing Woman, which is okay, but I would say I don't like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, you can talk about the clock. Go ahead. <laughs> But here's also another piece of what am I on about? Because I actually didn't enjoy the clock. But upon reflection, I've thrown things like, I think, once again, told you, I'm in a weird headspace right now. So I wasn't really focusing on it. But as I've been thinking about it, yeah, it's very good. Like, it's good. Okay. But I just think it's quite cool that they gave her that role. So earlier in her career, when they, everyone knew her as a singer, so this guy is on leave from the war, presumably it's World War Two. He's got two, two, three days in New York, and then he's got to go back off. But he meets Judy in Penn Station. It's quite cute. Her, like, heel gets caught in the escalator, and uh, she's calling out to him, like, hey, that's my shoe! And then he, like, picks it up and runs back to her. It's quite sweet. It's really interesting, because so they get married, but, like, they, it's like the graduate ending, where, like, they, they know they should not be married. They don't know okay. each other. Like, they ha- the meal they have after they get married... And it's like in the register office. It's nothing special. Like it's literally like a they like stamp a piece of paper. Um, it's like they don't know each other's family. They don't know nothing about each other. That's what was good. That was like the good part. But that was only the last twenty minutes. Oh, okay. So I wish they focused more on that. But yeah. her acting in those parts were amazing. Like the dramatic performances. Ah, oh, so good. Maybe I'll check it out. I was watching like some clips like for because I put some in on the bio episode yeah. and like the guy just seemed kind of annoying. He wasn't okay. a Judy bad. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why does she just get paired with like the most annoying men ever? I just. <laughs> it's not right. It's <laughs> I did also real like just throw this out there as well because I know I just talked bad about it. But also, I do want to just shout out the Babes in Arms before that scene is a great film. And I think that's also fallen un- under the radar because it also came out the same year as Oz. So that's oh, okay. not going to help sense. any film. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think she's very, very underrated in that. But that's okay. a typical Judy musical. But um, but yeah, no, I think The Clock is a really good performance. I don't think a lot of people have actually seen just going off of Babes and Arms, like, super quick. So you've seen, like, a couple of hers that she did with Nikki Rooney. Yes. And, yes so, what did you uh, think of them? Because I haven't, I didn't actually watch any because I'm just so put off by his screen presence. This is so, right. So I watched Thoroughbreds Don't Cry and Babes and Arms. And I really like him. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally, also, I just want to say, everything I say, obviously, minus the blackface scene, like, despise that. But like I Thoroughbreds Don't Cry, he's a jockey. But Mickey Rooney in Babes and Arms, I really like him. I really do. Okay. I thought he was 
brilliant. Yeah. And I, I didn't know they, they were so close. Yeah. I read a really sad thing that at her funeral, he was going to do the eulogy, but it was too upsetting. So they, James mm-hmm. Mason did it instead. Sad. <laughs> they were really close her and mickey i never ever had a favorable opinion of him because i only had seen him in breakfast with tiffany so i was like yeah and i saw him at the pantomime once in bristol like what <laughs> i don't know how they got him in like i don't know <laughs> this is years ago as well because obviously i think i must have been like five or six i don't know who mickey Rooney was like <laughs> <laughs> He was in a Disney Channel movie, and that was my first exposure to him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? It's called Phantom of the Megaplex, and it's basically like Phantom of the Opera, but at a movie theater. Oh, I think I want to watch that. <laughs> it, it's so fun, actually. And, like, he plays this old director, I think, and he's, like, talking about old Hollywood and stuff. And he has this speech where... He's talking about it, and it made me cry as a child. Okay. I think we have to watch this. <laughs> we okay, watch we will. Movie. We will. But I'm glad, because I never got the Mickey Rooney hype. I didn't get it. And then I yeah. watched Faze and Arms. I was like, okay, yeah, he's quite good. Yeah. I'll admit. He's probably one of those people where, like, would be okay with him, like, before he became problematic. Like, he's just like, a kid. Yeah. He got it. Okay. okay. So my underrated performance is Judgment at Nuremberg because she's like doing something completely different than she probably ever did in her career. Yeah. yeah. She evokes so much emotion from me, like as an audience member in like two or three scenes, maybe she's not in the movie very much. I don't love the movie. It's rude to say that anyway, just based on the subject matter. All right. But I just think like some of the individual performances I really like, and that's what stands out to me about the film. But yeah, courtroom dramas, long movies, those like two of my least favorite things. But I think it's a very good film. It's very long. Also so emotionally taxing as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so heavy. Yeah. Of course it will be, like. I don't know if it really helped her career, but I think for her, at least it was nice as an actor. And I think for her, she saw it as like a good teaching experience for audiences. And I just think she really enjoyed like being involved in something like that because most actors didn't get a chance to do that. So I, that was my pick just because whenever anyone talks about that film, I never see them talk about her. Yeah. And even in just her short amount of time like she means a lot just to the plot as well yes yeah yeah very a, a turning point yeah did you have any thoughts about that movie i liked it i liked it a lot um yes she's a scene sealer in that her and montgomery cliff oh my god also oh he's such a horrible person but i thought maximilian shell was very good yeah like, he won the oscar for it like rightly and judy was nominated and so was montgomery like the roles that they were only in for like Montgomery was only in it for like one scene, literally one scene. And I was like, I couldn't believe that was him. So like saw his yeah. name in the credits. I was like, no, that was him. What? <laughs> Everyone was just on their A game in this film, but it's yeah, yeah it's a very difficult watch. I don't uh, uh, it's such a I don't I I wouldn't be like, oh my god, go watch it. Yeah. But it's also you have to watch it. Like it's a very important film. Oh, I do have nightmares from it actually. But I feel like it's important to show like the actual footage of the camps because like when there's people that don't believe it exists, it happened and like 
people are on trial good show it we all need to see that oh yeah it's a difficult film but very good yeah that makes me appreciate Burt Lancaster as well is that name Burt Lancaster Burt Lancaster yeah that's his name right yeah, yeah. I just I've never really cared for it. oh who's the old the old guys in it the main lawyer guy it's the first film of his Spencer I've seen Tracy yeah that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> The old guy. The old guy. Yeah, <laughs> the old geezer. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was my first ever Spencer Tracy film. So. Okay, nice. Everyone's so good in this film. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and we also got Marlena Dietrich. Yes. Um, yeah. Who else? I swear, there's like someone else, and I. Can't one of the Americans, this. I'm pretty sure. Like yeah. the one of the army guys. Oh, Richard Widmark. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I don't know if. I would say it's like a necessary watch myself, but if it's like something that interests you as time and history, like I learned a lot from it. There's a lot of good like morals kind of thing, like especially with Maximilian Schell's character where he's he's trying to figure this stuff out and you can tell, especially in his scenes with Judy, like that he feels for her, but he's a lawyer. So he has this point that he has to prove and like it doesn't matter if he necessarily agrees with it or not. You think Judy should have won, or do you think what do you? Think? No, I don't see. I don't like it when someone's nominated for like only like a couple of scenes. Yeah, like there's steam sealers, but I don't think you should. I like. I don't think she should have been. I don't know. Like she's excellent in yeah. it, but no, I think that's fair. What about um, you? I think Rita Reno is fine, but it, I don't know. For me, like she was Oscar worthy, but just in terms of like historical significance, like I think it's great that she won. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think it's okay that Judy But I guess then we can go to A Star is yes, Born yes. because I haven't seen the Grace Kelly performance, but basically everyone thinks that's one of the biggest snubs in history, yes. Judy losing. So what do you think about that? They even, NBC had cameras set up in her hospital bed to capture yeah. her winning speech because she just gave birth. It also very much reminds me of what happened a couple of years ago when they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win and they moved the Best Actor Award to the end and then Atlee Hopkins won. Like, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Also, like, I love Grace Kelly. I love her so much. But I have not seen Country Girl, so I can't say too much. But yeah, no, I think it was robbery of the century. Like, what Judy did in The Star is Born. But it also, it's such a tricky one because Dorothy Dandridge was also up. And she was yeah. the first ever African-American, right? To be nominated. It was the first nominated for leading actress. Lead, lead actress. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Hattie McDaniel. Love you. No, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> lead actress. Yeah. So it's, but, oh, it's, I love Grace Kelly, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't say one. too much because I haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to be like, oh, Grace Kelly, how dare you? I watched the Be Kind Rewind video. Yeah, I love Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> and um, they were basically just saying that like the Academy purposely didn't let Judy win because Grace Kelly was like the epitome of what Hollywood wanted at that time. And so I think for me, that just goes to show like how stupid awards are. And Judy gives an amazing performance. I'm sure Grace gave a great performance. All the other people nominated, I don't know. It's just appreciate what you want to appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think in like terms of her career, she probably should have won because I think it would have helped a lot. 
I think so too. Yeah. So I think I it would have that's helped. like where the emotion for me comes from is she put so much into that film and it like she ended up broke and her career just went down the drain. So yeah. Oh, so Which is exactly the opposite effect of what you would think. Yeah. Would happen yeah, yeah. with her performance like that. And she's always just been the subject of like ridicule and like always being the joke. So it just upsets me that they couldn't even give her that. It's weird because she wins in the movie. Oh, that seems awful though. Oh, yeah, he, I hate oh, the scene. Up. I love it as a scene. Like, it's a very good yes, scene, yeah, yeah. but it's like... I, I could walk well, oh, Mason, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see. Did you have any other thoughts on A Star Wars 4? I wasn't the biggest fan of it. To be honest, I've never, I actually have not enjoyed any of the Star Wars boards I've seen. I say that, I've only seen two and a half. I didn't finish the 30s one, but I, I didn't, it's too long for me. I didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I kind of hated it. Perfect. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. No, but like, Judy was so good, but it's like yeah. the rest of the movie, I hate it. I hate when like an amazing performance is surrounded by all this crap. <laughs> also did your version have the images yes yeah yeah. i had yeah. to do it i was like what's going it's on like, it looked like a powerpoint i didn't like it i just cut it yeah it was so off-putting and like distracting i feel like they just should have left it out how also how did they like who who got rid of those negatives like how do you mess that know. up so badly <laughs> sorry to all the star born fans listening it's just not for me she's not even the main character no it's james no. mason and i'm like i don't care about him i want to see judy i love james mason but if i'm watching the film with judy garland in i want to watch her like yeah after the movie ended i just turned to my mom and i was like i just realized the last words of this film are norman Bates. Uh, that just goes to show and even just like the scene it's in where it's like everybody's supposed to be like oh he was so amazing and we loved him even though he was a terrible person and like basically ruined his wife's career but anyway I just think like the movie had a very weird vision of his character yeah and they liked him more I feel like yeah I just think it was too dated in some of its like gender stuff but it had some like pretty good ideas but Hollywood's just not good, really, at making movies about critiquing Hollywood. But... No, they think they are, but no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> what was your favorite, like, musical performance? So you already mentioned it, actually. So it's great. I had to, like, oh. hold myself back when you mentioned it. But it's Get oh. Happy. It's Get Happy from Summerstock. Yeah. Summerstock. Yeah. That's not song yeah. right in my head. I didn't know. <laughs> I've seen that image before. I've seen the outfit she wears. I didn't know it was from that film. So when I saw yeah. that, ah, I love this. And it really reminded me of... Diamonds are a girl's best friend in Gentleman's yeah. Bloodlines. Just like yeah. how like she's dancing, it doesn't come out of nowhere, but like it did. Yeah, it, it was, was like really like a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also didn't know that song was from that film. Oh okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this one. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that like it's one of her most iconic songs, but it doesn't make sense within the film. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like the film like no it's meant to be like a you know small town girl you know a farmer and then she's like singing this in like a leotard yeah it's so funny but i'm glad they put it in i like it yeah it, i thought it was really good i liked it what was your fave 
favorites? I went with Have Yourself Merry Little Christmas from Mimi in St. Louis. Yes. Beautiful. Which I will say, I didn't know that came from that movie either. So Same, same. Yeah. Here's me thinking Michael Bublé. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His Christmas album. But I like her version the best. And I like the lyrics. She asked to change some of the lyrics from the original, like how they'd originally written it. And her version is much better. I wish I could remember what the changes were. No, oh, her power as well. She's so smart and clever. And the scene's lovely. She's singing it to her little sister. Yeah. And she just looks so beautiful with her sparkly veil. And I love the red dress. Yeah. So, but honestly, like any of them, she's just such a good performer and so captivating to watch sing. But what are some roles that you would have liked to have seen her play? So here's the tea. I wish she just, I actually really do wish she stopped acting and just focus on being a singer. When she moved to London or when she doing all the shows and stuff, Hollywood treated her so badly. I don't want them to have her. I don't think they should have her. They don't deserve her. So I wish she more so perused like singing in the clubs. I know it's not that substantial, but she was selling out the Palladium and stuff. I think she should have just done that for the rest of her life and she would have got by on that because her voice is amazing. So I thought, I I wanted to see her do a Bond song. Oh. I remember the James Bond song. Oh. oh my God, that would have been so good. But the James Bond songs are actually like, so now they always win the Oscar. They were looked down upon. Like in the, like in the, like when they were like coming out, obviously minus nobody does it better and like live and let die and diamonds are forever. But like, they were always looked down upon. But I feel like she would have done such a good one for them. Yeah. So, like, imagine her vocals on the James Bond opening scenes. Oh. Oh, that would have been perfect. Also, for if she wants to pursue acting still, because she loved London and called it her home and stuff. So, like in in the sixties, seventies, it was the rise of the kitchen sink dramas, like of England of English films, and yeah. they were gritty, really depressing. Reminded me of Judgment at Nuremberg. So I thought I think that would be a genre she would have shined in. And I know yeah. obviously musicals is her passion. But I feel like she could easily have done like the hard edge hitting stuff and done it well. Yeah. That's I didn't think about that, but I think that would have suited her much better. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, could not think, I could not think of a certain film though. How about that? I I couldn't either, because I feel like she just like well, things that you would think of her like being associated with. Like she would have been better than. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes. there's a lot of, when I was reading biographies, like a lot of the things that they were like, oh, she could have been in this or she was going to be in this. I was like, I'm glad she didn't because yes. just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But yeah, I think if she'd done more dramas and I think she's headed in that direction in the 60s. But I honestly feel too that she was better off not acting because I think that caused her a lot of problems. Yeah. But maybe later on it would have worked out better for her too, since there were no more studio systems in the yes. late 60s and 70s. Yeah. But I don't know if they would have wanted her necessarily. She was a lot to, ha- a lot to deal with, wasn't she? Was yeah. Like- and also just like, given the types of movies that were made then, would she have really been in like the right age demographic? Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I tell you who I think ha- has her career 
after she died. Barbara Streisand had Judy's career, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, very similar. I feel like Barbara's, like, more, like, much better respected, though. Yeah. Yeah, Because she agree, won an Oscar, like, for her first movie, which is awesome, and she deserved it, but it's, like, yeah. Judy. No one would have thought that about Judy. But I think, like, Judy did make it possible for Barbara, though. Yes. Does that make sense? Not that yes. Barbara's not like incredibly talented and I love her, but it's... No, she yeah. made music. Judy made movie musicals like put on the map and made them respected and stuff. So 100%. That is very, yeah. Hit the nail on the head. That's perfect. <laughs> but it's, especially if we're talking about like John Garfield or Sharon Tate, it's weird how the people who started a lot of things like that are liked now they weren't really respected in their time. It's so annoying. Yeah. Because I feel like Judy meant so much, like, to people. And yet, yeah, you don't really read anyone saying anything like that nice about her. That is so true. Yeah. Why did it take so long for people to realize how great she was? I was looking at the notstarring.com one where they're like things she could have played and they had this movie called The Razor's Edge, which is a Tyrone Power movie. And she was considered for that, for Anne Baxter's role. And I could have seen her doing it, but it's, I really liked Anne Baxter in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> really I don't know. yeah. But um, that would have been a bit weird for her to be in that because Anne Baxter's character like became an alcoholic and fell off the edge and so maybe maybe it's better that she didn't play that because yeah. it just might have been uncomfortable but too close yeah yeah it's also said on here that um she was considered too old for singing in the rain for <gasps> debbie reynolds part that's awful in it and i'm like that's just, I, I, no um, words no words yeah gene kelly was the all right age even though he's Four years older than Judy. Yeah. Oh, it's been so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that just goes to show the double standard in Hollywood that still exists today. Yes. With age, especially. But could you have seen her in that? Do you think she would have been good? I'm not just saying this. I was thinking about singing in the rain like, <gasps> for this. Yeah, no way. genuinely. Because I'm just <laughs> so great with Gene. Yeah. For everything that he's in. <laughs> I like Debbie Reynolds, but I'm not going to lie. I think Judy would have been better. The only thing is that I... Yeah, I, do, I love Debbie Reynolds so much. That is, can I imagine it? But like, I can. I can. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Judy... Oh, Judy sings Good Morning in, uh, in Thoroughbreds, I think it is. Oh, no, I can't think. She oh. sings one of the songs. Okay. I've got it on my memos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, her like, intro is her singing it. Yeah, in our beds, don't cry. Oh no, that's a lie. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Here we, oh, here we go. It's in babes in arms. Oh, okay, your favorite, best <laughs> one ever. <laughs> she's singing. She sings "Good Morning" in that. She sounds great. You have to listen to her singing it. Okay, I will. I actually haven't heard of a lot of these other ones they had on here. They have Gypsy. She was considered for Rosalind Russell's part. Oh, it's the mom. Wow. Yeah. And it would have been so weird to see her and Natalie together. Yeah, I would never put them two together. No. It would be amazing. But I think she could have done it because, like, her mom was like that. So, yes, yeah, she could have. And it would have been insane to see, like, her and Natalie, like, 
both having that experience like in a movie together maybe I would have liked it better I don't know I actually feel like that would be brilliant yeah but um that is a missed opportunity yeah and then also Valley of the Dolls. Just say that I yeah. am. I will lie. I am so happy she got out of there when she did. Yeah. That, Mark Robson, the director, a piece of beep. I hate <laughs> him. He made Sharon feel so humiliated and demeaned her every chance he got. And he would have done that to Judy. And he, he was doing. They were already doing that to her by giving her the wrong cool sheets and stuff. Oh, I'm so happy she got out when she did, and that she took the clothes with her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also just considering the subject matter. It's, yeah, you can't have I a don't... character like of Neely literally being Judy and then having Judy in the film. That's like an insult to Judy. I feel like. Yeah. I think you would have just been making fun of her. Yes. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. No. So I'm honestly glad that it didn't work out. Um, but, oh, it would have been so cool to see her and Sharon in it. So even that would have been brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then like Elvis, like maybe would have oh, been in God. it. We had Sharon, Elvis, and Judy in a film together. I would have died. And it'd be in Valley of the Dolls. Like, I would have died. It's perfect. Too bad it was just, like, not a better director. That's a, oh, that's a really annoying thing. I love that film so much. And people still do. It's a camp classic. Mm. But yeah, that director just ruined it so much. Yeah. And it's like, why did they even think he was a good fit anyway? Exactly. Who is this man? Like, yeah. It, I don't <laughs> Yeah. I'm going for hours about that man. Yeah, but I think uh, dramas, and I guess I also wanted just to say, like, with A Child is Waiting, we will be talking about that when we do John Cassavetti. So if anyone is, like, a big fan of that, which probably no one has watched it. But <laughs> we got to cover all our tracks. Yeah. I just wanted to let our listeners know that we will be getting to that. And I think that's supposed to be, like, one of her best performances, or at least, like, something. I get that vibe. I get the vibe. It's going to be good. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that's like. I also really wish like her TV show had worked out because like none of that was her fault. It was all the fault of CBS and like they just really screwed that up. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is it. It's happening again. It was Hollywood. I also feel like her star was just so like it was almost never going to work. Yeah. She was just too good. She was too good for this earth. Her talent. Her singing abilities. No one will ever beat that. Yeah. I'm glad we at least got to have her for quite a while. And yeah. For what we got of her. Great movies and songs and all of that from her. She was honestly just one of the best. Best actresses ever. Yeah. Do you want to close out with our six degrees? Yeah. So I was so nervous. I was thinking, oh no, I don't know. Like, all of John Garfield's stars were famous in those days, and I like didn't know like half of them. So I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so hard. And I had a long one; I had two. Okay. Um, so obviously this isn't the one, but I was like, oh okay. I got I had to like John Garfield to Cary Grant in Death Race from Tokyo, Cary Grant to James Stewart, Philadelphia Story, James Stewart in The Zigzag Girls with Judy Garland. And I thought, hang on a moment, who's in The Zigzag Girls with Judy Garland? Lana Turner. And Lana Turner is in The Postman Always Rings Twice with John Garfield. Yeah. I was so (laughs) honest. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm so proud of you. I've loved doing this. I love her for all her films. It's been brilliant. Yeah, got a new fan. Love her. Oh, good. (laughs) 
Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure to join us next week and we'll be talking about the 2019 biopic Judy. We have a guest for that. Make sure to check out some of Judy's films and let us know what you think and follow us on Instagram at flick.loving.chick and 1001 films a day. We'll see you guys next week. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Thank you.